Hey, what it do with the business is. Hey, it's another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy, Animal Brown. Look for, ew, if you're looking for me on social media, it's Animal underscore Brown. Absolutely. And I am Spike Lou on the same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy. Hoodie season is in full effect. Absolutely. No, yeah. it ain't. It, it's no. getting chilly out here, nigga. It is, but then it get to like 90 in the middle of the day. So you look all hot and shit with the hoodie on. So we still waiting. First of all, if you're out in the middle of the day, that's where you lost. Number one, I come out at night. The world open, dude. You're a vampire, (laughs) motherfucker? Come out at night. What is this? Nigga, you're not 25 no more, nigga. You 40, nigga. You need to be (laughs) heading in at night, nigga. Dust come around, nigga. You need to be wrapping it up, bro. Just wrap it up, my nigga. Time to go watch the news, nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. What we got up? Hey, man, it's an action-packed episode. We get to review that for Lauren to your man's Wale. We're going to see what we think about that. Also, Big Sean dropped a new single. We want to know that that put him back in the discussion. 2 Chains has a true religion tour 10 years later. Whose tour would you want to go on that has a 10-year anniversary? Tory Lane's also is talking about music and how it's not sticking lately. But first, mm. my man's Babusi is back in the news. Unfortunately, this time, his ongoing beef with Little Nas X has escalated. Little Nas X trolled Bootsy and his fans and said that he would be having a song coming out from featuring the famous uh, Baton Rouge rapper. Boosie didn't take too lightly to this. He went to Twitter and, amongst other things, told Lil Nas X to, quote, commit suicide. Uh, My question to you, Animal Brown, is this the final straw that breaks the camel's back for the Lil Boosie, Lil Nas X saga, and gets Lil Boosie out of here? Uh, no, it's not. Um, I, and only because I, I say that because Boosie's success is not predicated on music anymore. And so he doesn't have to, he doesn't have a label to answer to. He is became his own boss, dropping movies. He made a million in one day off of the last movie. I just saw him on Instagram cele- or uh, Twitter celebrating the the wrapping of the new movie that he's got that he's said is going to come out around Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. So he's, he's his own boss. So he doesn't necessarily have anyone to answer to, to my knowledge. So I I won't say that it's tough to cancel somebody that doesn't work for anybody but themselves. But I will say, I thought this was weird. I actually thought he had got Twitter hacked, bro, because I watched the breakfast club when they asked him about Nas X and he seemed to be in on the troll like he knew that Nas was trolling him and he seemed to be kind of in on the joke, so to speak. And when they asked him about the kill yourself and all this type of stuff, cause that did stuff like that did come up. He was like, man, nah, man, like I ain't, ain't nobody want nothing like that. Ain't nobody, nobody want nothing to happen to him. Blah, blah, blah. He was just kind of just playing the attention game. Like all the attention is good attention type thing. So I really thought this was fake, but then apparently it's not. Cause he's even though he did delete it, he's kind of doubled and tripled down on it. But to answer the question, no, I don't think this is the final straw. He works for himself, dude. You ain't got nobody to answer to. True. He doesn't have anybody to answer to. Um, so, of course, cancel culture and all of that thing is overstated in today's times anyway. Like, if you are talented or you got something going on, like Boosie said in response to this, it's, it's hoods everywhere. People going to fuck with me. 
And I don't want that in any way for anyone to think that I'm defending anything that he says, because if people listen to this show, they know I fuck with Boosie. Um, as a fan, this looks weird, though. Like, why continuing to go back and forth with Lil Nas X and yeah. even falling for the troll, even if you say, well, I was trolling, too. Like, he wanted to take it here, so I'm taking it a step further. You can't gauge a person's reaction. All of that's true. Yeah. But in the original beef, if you want to even call it that, the problem was, oh, I see him on TV and my kids watch him and this is influencing my child. You can't respond and tell a child to kill himself if you're worried about how children feel. Like, cause it might be little boys out there that feel like little Nas X did listen to little Boosie. Now what you gonna do when they go kill themselves? Oh, I ain't responsible for that. But that was the whole beef in the beginning. You didn't want people to do what he was doing on TV. You didn't want your children to see it. So you can't have it both ways. And my whole problem with this, yeah, you own Boston, you can answer to it, but you were just asking also why nobody showed up to my premiere. Like it ain't about having a boss and answering to somebody. It's about having partnerships. It's about having things to continue your brand. Like Boosie got a whole gang of people in the entertainment, people under him and behind him that like this, 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 cuts their head off like a lot of people are not going to do business with you behind this a lot of people are not going to be do business with you just because you engaging in the back and forth with a little boy about what his sexuality why are you a grown man why do you care it ain't yeah. any of your business dude and i think that he needs if it is a troll then he's but he's he should be above that at his age yeah no nah, it's first of all it's been it's you're saying it's getting weird it's been weird like it's been like well, this, okay, this, this, this was one the straw that broke the camel back on being weird, though. There like, you why, go. like, the, there like you this go. did it on being weird. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, even it's, if it is a troll at this point, leave that shit alone. Like, I yeah, the, 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 the running joke is, or whatever it is, is like it's, it's, it's in territory of just being flat out weird. <laughs> and it's like, like, he he on Vlad, and that's the, the whole part one through 20 is about like gay shit. I'm like, dude, what are y'all like? This is, bro, this is like, Boosie, why are you on here talking about, dude? Like, it's, it's weird. And I, I get what they're both trying to stay in the press because Nas X is leaning into it just like Boosie is leaning into it. Because be, because they know it's getting impressed, but one is getting positive press and somebody else is getting negative press. Now, whether they care about that because they think press is press is another story. But it it is it's weird. And I, I, I thought the reaction was kind of interesting. I, I, I wasn't expecting him to do that. And if Boosie wants to make movies and be serious about being a movie made producer, director or whatever it is you want to call it, then your goal is to level up. At least I thought your goal would be to level up and to maintain or, or to get to new heights. You see Tyler Perry house? You see what movies can get you? Dude? Have you seen that shit? Don't you want that? Like, I understand, like, he's successful, but goddamn, Tyler Perry got a fucking uh, airplane strip in his yard, dude. Like, nigga, I want an airplane strip in my yard. That shit look dope as fuck. Like, you would think you could take it to that next level and have your, and have your material put out there for the world. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just wants the hood, bro. Maybe that's all he wanted. He's satisfied with it. Then, then, then fair. I would love to ask him now to get his opinion on it. Well, I think it takes a lot, right? Like it takes a lot to get to what you're saying to go from Lil Boosie to Tyler Perry. Yeah, like for sure. even even though he's trying to do that, it takes a lot for him to see Lil Nas X playing with him, pause, like trolling him, and for him not to respond because Lil Boosie is still Lil Boosie. One of the things, like when I found out about this, I was sitting with my homeboy Scoops, and we. 
Scoop's probably the first Boosie fan I ever met. He introduced me to Lil Boosie. Like his kids listen to Boosie. Like he got a son that's probably in the junior in high school or something right now. That's nuts. They listen to Lil Boosie word for word. Like his nieces, nephews, like it's a new Boosie. Lil Boosie or like old classics. Oh, shit. I'm talking about old good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Not, not not now when it okay. dropped. Like they know all the classics, is gotcha. what I'm okay, saying. So fair. they were raised on it. That's fair. And I say that to say the first thing that he said as he was reading it to me, like, damn Lou, did you see this? Are y'all gonna talk about it on the show? Was, I mean, quote, I mean, he ain't changed. It's always been him. And that's true. Yeah, and to sure. go to your point of what you said, he probably does wants to be as big as Tyler Perry, but he doesn't understand yet the shit that you got to leave alone and move along. Okay, this has, this has ran its course. Nothing else, I ain't got to say nothing else to Little Nas X. And on a very, on a smaller scale, I would compare like the Nipsey slap. When Nipsey slapped that dude, like Nipsey was trying to do something totally different. But sometimes people rub you so wrong. Like, you got to go back there. Like, I got to show this nigga, like, stop playing with me. And it's the same thing here. Like, he had, he felt like he had to show a kid, Lil Nas, that stop playing with me. And he went overboard. Now, we can't gauge how somebody reacts to shit. That's on him. But, again, I feel like it was overboard. You can't do this much. This is a child, dude. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It's it's weird. And I wish that shit would go away. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Listen, moving on, man. Let's take it up to the Detroit, the Midwest. Big Sean, my boy. Uh, he had a pretty eventful weekend, man. Dropped a brand new song, new video called What a Life. Had a lot of people talking. He's surrounded by bees and shit like candy, man. And also he dropped a freestyle uh, with LA Leakers where he snapped over about three or four different beats. Had a lot of people talking. My question is that song, is this freestyle did that put him in the class with Drake, Kendrick, and Cole? He will never be in their class again. He had the opportunity before this Detroit album, when the last album came out that was mainstream. It did not, in my opinion, live up to it. He dropped the ball. He'll never be in that three again. You got Drake. I mean, we're talking about sales here and like pushing the needle. I ain't talking about bars or lyrics necessarily. That has something to do with it, but that's not all of it. So when I say that has something to do with it, you got Drake, you got Kendrick, you got Cole. On Big Sean's best day, the worst seller out of those three, J. Cole, Big Sean is not even holding a candle to. Like he can't, he's not even in the same ballpark with them. And that just goes for him not living up to the expectations, in my opinion, on his last projects. He can wrap his ass off. He's a decent, a decent like profile star. I would say maybe C B list, something somewhere in there. You got him a little RB girlfriend and shit. Got him an RB chick, but at the end of the day, niggas, niggas like J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake are not taking pictures with 60,000 B's on for press promo. I don't give a fuck who idea it is, if it's his idea. Even if they want to do it, somebody's talking them out of that because they're too fucking valuable. So no, even on the, because of that picture alone, he's not in their class. I will say this, before I listen to the freestyle, and if you were to ask me this question, I'd be like, well, cause the song was cool too. The song was cool, but it was just a song. People drop singles every day. The freestyle was a little Kendrick different. Kendrick Cole, they don't drop singles every day. Well, maybe not. If they do. But it's another. It's a big day. Kend- Kendrick drops one once every six years. Um, but I- I'll say this: before I listen to that, if if somebody would have came up to me and been like, "Hey, bro, Big Sean, new freestyle," hey, bro, we gotta put some respect on his name. Put him in that top. Put him on that Mount Rushmore of the current rappers right now. I'd be like, "Bro, it's a freestyle. There's no way it's that good." Until I listen to it, and when I tell you. 
he was taking the bars to it a whole nother level. I can't even say if those four were on a song tomorrow, I don't know who would have the worst verse. Like, I don't know. Big Sean Fulgrant had the best verse out of all of them, dude. Like, that's how in his bag he has been. And no, Detroit 2 did not necessarily, it wasn't a classic. You know what I'm saying? It was a cool project that lost a little bit of steam. We'll talk about albums losing steam in just a second when we get to Tory Lane. So that's actually more common than just, I'm not going to exclusively say that that's a Big Sean thing. But I will say he, when it comes to the skill and the talent, Man, bro, like, dude, at talent-wise, he's up there. He's he's got to be in a conversation with them three. Like, I, if if those four are on the song, bro, who's got the worst verse, bro? Mm, you can't. Sean. Who got the best verse? I can't call either one of them. So I, I have to right because of that. Him. I've got to put Sean up here. But uh, there's a lot. It's so much more to it than that, right? And, and and that's his fault. He made it that way. Like he hasn't been as consistent as those three in the headlines, moving the needle to uh, like being the same conversation. I see what you say from a talent standpoint, but a lot of niggas can rap, bro. But like he's a lot different, of niggas can rap. He's different. Huh? We're not, we're not talking about uh, the niggas uh, doing the battle raps though. and shit. We ain't talking about cannabis and shit. But he's is he, dead. but is he different, different? Like Drake is different. What? different. Yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar is different, different. So it's big, big Sean, different. Big Sean different. just like different. Maybe, no. maybe different. He ain't no. two difference. Shit. Like J. Cole, two difference. <laughs> like, them, them niggas is like alien different. Man, I mean, and that ain't knocking Big Sean. Like, if he ain't there, he right there. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with, like, I guess over the last two to three years, he just ain't been as dominant as those people have, especially with the talent, though. Like, he's as good, like you're saying, but, like, why Why does it take now or 60,000 Bs for us to start talking about it? Like, that nigga ought to be, like, hitting people over the head, especially with um, the Detroit scene right now, too. Yeah, and I, I think it's more, I think people, people have mixed feelings about him as a person. Maybe he doesn't have the same charisma as Drake. In, that's in, part of it, though, bro. Yeah, that's it is. Part no, that's part of the different. package. That's that's, that's all part, part of the rapper package. You have to have all of that. You got yeah, the streets got to fuck with you. The girls got to fuck with you. Like you got like all of that. You got to have some sauce. You got to have some swag. People want to be like you. You got to have all of that. And you could argue some of that is missing from Sean, which differentiates himself from the other three. Yeah, that was like, just, that's a fair point, though. This generation's Nas, something like that. Same uh, complaints that you would get from Nas, and the reason that he I would say Luda. No, I ain't gonna because because he's talented like Luda, but he never no, nobody you, ever put Luda in the conversations with the top rappers. You nobody be trying to shoot. You know why? Because he doesn't belong there. Nah, but he was he you was dope like that. Shoehorn Ludacris in here? No. It's accurate. That's disrespectful to Big Sean. Big Sean making ass, 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 ass isn't a Luda record? You can't see Luda making that same fucking song? Big Sean is 50 times better than Ludacris on his worst day. I don't believe that. (laughs) What? You got Ludacris fucked up. You got Big Sean fucked up, clearly. Steady smoking that stanky Buddha. That's nuts. Speaking of people you have fucked up, My Guy 2 Chains is starting a brand new True Religion 10-year anniversary tour uh tickets are bananas it's coming down here to atlanta i will be missing this one my question to you though Anno brown what other album or mixtape from 2011 should have an anniversary show 
first and foremost, I was going to be first in line to go to this show. Actually, we were. Facts. <laughs> because this is playing, a the mixtape we is banging. Right. That's first off. Two, I've always wondered why people don't do more of this. I don't get it. I feel like we should have anniversary shows damn near at least three or four times a year from somebody. Um, now, if I'm looking back in 2011, but like you said, though, the reason we're not pulling up because the tickets are stupid, like the standing room only joints are what it doesn't matter what those are because I'm not standing. And then the fucking the balcony joints are ridiculous. And I'm like, man, fuck no. So respect the two chains and this mixtape, but I can't do it. Now, who, where would I go to if there was an anniversary show from 2011? There's two that jump out to me immediately. I'm going to throw one out because Watch the Throne is a cheat code. Although mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to go when it actually happened, when the tour actually happened. So, and I've never forgave myself for that shit because I heard it was amazing. But I'm going to throw that out because that's a cheat code. I would say, and this is going to sound crazy, but I would say Kendrick Lamar Section 80 which is his real debut album. A lot of people don't count that. They think it's Good Kid. It's actually Section 80. And you could argue, and this would be a strong argument, niggas would be hoarse and everything after this argument, that Section 80 is his best album. Niggas would be very, very debatable argument. I'm not saying that that's the case. No, it's saying. not, dude. Stop. Section 80 is straight through, bro. It's straight through. It's not better than any of his major releases, though. It's better than it's first of all, maybe it's copping yeah, a squat on uh to pimp a butterfly. No, no, absolutely not. And it's better than damn. It's his no. second best album. The Pul Pulitzer Pulitzer Prize winning damn section 80 is better than that. Yes. Hmm, that's that's nuts. He just didn't I, have the I, same I, profile as he did when damn came out, and it didn't have Rihanna on it. So that's why the Pulitzer people keep they, they call when Rihanna's on your shit. Is that how you pronounce it? Pulitzer? I have no idea. I probably just butchered the shit out of it. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> Who knows? Dude? All right, two things from this. One, I totally misread this question, and I just did un a uh, a random one. Uh, so I definitely don't have one from 2011, and I'm looking through 2011 right now, and it is nuts. It's as far heat, as though. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. And mixtapes, too. You got to look at mixtapes. I got J. Cole's sideline story is what I would pick. His debut album, yeah. Yes, I, I would... That would be a fire show for That's him to fact. redo that now. Um, but my answer ironically went with yours though. When I didn't notice the 2011, I said that I would love to see to pimp a butterfly anniversary, but they or even um good kid mad city, but them doing it like skit or play style type thing and doing this uh, acting that motherfucker out. Either one of those albums, I feel like you could do it just doing a twist on it and have different features and guests coming out during the performance or whatnot, but just adding on to the skits on Good Kid, Mad City, or the spoken word shit on To Pimp a Butterfly doing a different type of concert I'd like to see. So it's ironic that you said Kendrick Lamar and I had those two written down. I, I will say this. Um, the there, There's a couple of releases in, in 2011. Yeah, what, I, what, I, tell me where you did see he Carter 4. That was a good album. Wale Ambition is probably my favorite Wale album. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to a reunion show for that though. Let's keep it. I would keep it a buck a one night only, a, bro. For Wale Ambition, that's my favorite Wale album, dude. What the fuck, I can't help that. <laughs> they got to be in DC, like in Wale backyard, nigga. Invite only. Oh no, listen, <laughs> it would to be it, a big deal. The setup would have to be all the way legit. 
that that's a huge fact. Give me another one. What are you talking about? That Webby Savage Life Three, maybe? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Frank you? Ocean Nostalgia Ultra came out that year. Is that the mixtape? Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent going to that show. Yeah, that'll be crazy. One million percent going to that show. Um, I don't really see nothing else though. Push a T, fear a guy mixtape. Not, not a reunion. Like though, these ain't work. It ain't work. It ain't reunion worthy. Yeah. Haystack and Jelly Roll, strictly business. Now, shout out to guys, though. Shout out to uh, with all due Jelly Roll, though. Yeah, with Absolutely. all due respect, I was joking around. But shout out to Jelly Roll. He just sold out the rhyme a couple weeks ago. We shouted him out when he did it, but I want to do it again. 100%. Other than that, though, ASAP Rocky, his debut mixtape. That would make waves, though, because that 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 made moves. And MMG self-made volume one. That would be dope. A if they MMG brought all of them out, that'd be hard. That would be dope. Meek not going for that, though. Absolutely not. Um, if if uh, anybody's interested, the True Religion Anniversary Tour, Two Change Drama, it's five cities. It kicks off November November 23rd in Chicago. Uh, shout out to our Atlanta listeners, November 28th for that date. Um, that's super dope. Real quick, though, speaking of Meek, before we move on to Story Lanes, mm-hmm. you saw when he's talking about he hasn't gotten paid from his music and that he's about to expose his label, how much these labels make off of him. I got one question. Was that a direct shot at Ross? Or do you think that was the actual label, like Warner Universal type? Or was that at Ross? See, I had the same question when I read this. Because I was like, there's no way he worked under Ross this long and just now saying something about not getting the check. Exactly. And when he said, like, Meek Mill tell me he ain't made money off music in, in, what, 15 years? Yes. I got to point the finger at Meek Mill. That's rough. Like, niggas got to stop that. Like, I say this all the time out here. What what do I care as a consumer of you talking about the label and exploit? What the fuck do that mean to me? You exposing the label, bro. I don't care. You on Instagram with big dog chunks of money, dude. I don't care if they didn't pay you or not, dude. That's on you. So you, like, I don't get, are we supposed to feel sorry? Like, I never understand, like, bro, you're not broke. Like, what are you telling us for? That's on you. You. Why are you telling me you're doing bad business? Animal Brown, please answer that for me. It, it, it depends because nobody likes people to be working hard and to not get a fair wage, Bruh, no matter what the level is. I'm not sympathetic for, for Meek Mill, though. Like, if you tell if you telling me this about someone else, like with the just said the fair wages and working hard and not get what they deserve, of course, and give me reparations as a black man. But <laughs> if we talking about Meek Mill and like, nigga, nigga started the money phone. If I'm not mistaken, he one of the niggas that said he wasn't going to never stop doing it. Bro, you're not hurting. I don't care that the label didn't pay you or how much they make off you. I don't care, dude. Like, I just, oh, no. I'm not a sympathy. Are you a sympathetic figure to that? Yeah, a little bit. It depends. It depends on who it is, bro. Because I felt I felt Kanye when he talked about that shit, when how Nike was doing him. I felt them on that because that trickle that trickles down to regular man shit. I know in a, in a very weird long-winded way it trickles down to the common person too believe it or not in the industry okay. that he was referring to okay i understand that point yeah you know i'm saying um, i don't know about me mill though yeah i understand that point and with kanye west i know i give him a hard time on on our platform but i would side with that fight before i would side with meek fight like somebody's been in the mu- music business 15 years telling me they haven't gotten paid Versus Kanye saying, hey, man, they won't give me a seat at the table, even though they fuck with my shit and they exploiting it. I get that. Yeah, that's I'm riding with you. I'm riding with you, Kanye. I understand it. I just don't like your delivery. But I just I, I just can never 
and this all this is across the board. I ain't just saying it because it's Meek Mill and people's perception maybe don't like. I always say it on here. Like the artist, like you got to take care of yourself. So when you come out on the back end and be like, "Hey man, I got jib," like, okay, that's part. That's a, that's a part of it. Before it be to for it to be ongoing for fifteen years, and you telling me now when I see you with Rob Kraft and like niggas picking you up from prison in a helicopter and you ain't got paid for music that's on you bro like i said that's, that's on you that ain't on nobody else that's probably who pointed out some of this shit too well it's probably a mixture between like, the guy who owned then, the sixers and hove hove they probably looked at this shit like mm, this ain't it that makes sense and, and then too like this isn't the 90s like if this was the locks like what you're talking about with puff daddy and you release this information and you want the public behind you yeah, I that's get different. that. Like, that's a different thing. Like, nobody's gonna be sympathetic with McMill for this. Like, he's been talking about getting money for, like, uh, somebody been paying you, my nigga. Like, I don't yeah. know where you've been getting all that money from, but you've been getting it. Like, and I, like, your album is called Rich Pain, dude. Like, come on, bro. Expensive pain. Expensive pain. Listen, we're One gonna real. switch it up before we get out of here. Tory Lanes, your man's. Had a very interesting tweet. I'm going to read the tweet, man. He said, it's crazy. Music hasn't actually been sticking lately. Like all of our favorite artists, music is not lasting with us longer than four to five months. Real music must come back into play. Real emotion, less repetitive and less redundant. My question, does Tory Lanez have a point or is it just who he listening to? I think Tory Lanez has a, a strong point. Um, this is probably one of the problems that I have as an older person that listens to tries to listen to contemporary hip hop music. It goes so quickly. And that just wasn't the generation that I grew up in. So that for me is, is the bigger issue with it. I don't necessarily think that the music is less quality. It's just so much more of it. And artists have to perform at such a quicker pace. So you get the two minute songs and you get the stuff that comes out much more frequently than we're used to and you don't have time to sit with it you can double back on stuff and it still sounds good but when you're talking about sitting and developing uh, uh memories with albums like when i know songs from when we came up or when we were outside you play them and you remember certain stuff not so much now because you don't sit with songs as much so i get what tory lanes is saying there um, and yeah, it's on the artist to to switch it to change it but i don't think you do it by coming out and then like make songs you change it you're one of the more popular artists he has a more his sound is very impressionable like people fuck with tory lanes before especially before the incident happened so i mean change it you can do it yeah this this tweet as the time of this recording is at 10.6 thousand likes and it should be a, it should be at 10.6 million likes he yeah. i thought he was on point with it um less repetitive and less redundant especially that part like, uh, shout out to DP, man. He just asked us the other day uh, when we were doing some content. He said, man, it feels like we don't have a chance to memorize music anymore. Like, when the last song you memorized that was, like, new? And I was like, nigga, it's been a minute. Like, it, it, it have to be some type of single that I just heard a thousand times. You know what I'm saying? Not no actual, like, B-side song. Like, it's, it's been a while. But I think that's partly how to, to piggyback off what you said. That's partly how accessible music is now. Damn near every song that's ever been released is in the back pocket of my, my fucking pants, dude. And anytime I can pull up anything that I want to listen to for the most part. So if something new comes out and it doesn't strike me immediately, like immediately, it's too easy for me to go back to some shit that I 
I've already known or that I recognize or that's nostalgic from when I had to walk to go buy CDs and shit. So like, I think that's more of the problem. I'll give Tori this. You said, um, you said he needs to do something about it. His next album actually comes out on December. Uh, I think like December 1st or some shit. It's coming out or November 1st. I don't know. It's coming out real soon. It's called mm-hmm. Alone at Prom. It's a 1980s album. So I'm interested to see what that is going to sound like, sound like and what kind of creativity it may spark in other people. Because it takes somebody to make something completely left field to like refresh the genre a little bit. And maybe this is it. Who knows? Maybe since the incident, nobody cares. I don't know, but it's 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 interesting. I'm trying to, I'm gonna see what that's hitting on. Even with that title, I'm interested in that. Um alone. You went prom, to prom alone? That's too bad. Nah, no, not at all. But it sounds like an interesting title, though. It's just something well random. Um, it's not like I some 80s shit. <laughs> yeah, I can see Tory Long Lane's definitely going to the prom alone, like 100 <laughs> percent in this being some diary shit. But with that being said, a lot of artists can't, they can't, they're not afforded the luxury that he has. Like he trying to get back. So he throwing shit at the wall and trying to be creative. And I'm able to say this because people really not fucking with you. All of the rest of the people who are making music have to abide by the rules in which you said, like, I got to put this two minute song out and make a 30 album uh, project because that's how stuff goes now. And that's how I'm going to make the most money. People aren't trying necessarily anymore, in my opinion. The big change is people aren't trying to make, like, there was a difference of why Big rapped or why Pac rapped or why Jay-Z rapped, in my opinion, or Pimp C or most of the people from my generation. True, they wanted to get rich, but there was also something that they were trying to say. I just don't feel the same way about a lot of the artists. Now, they're really not trying to say nothing. They're trying to make money. They know that this is a game like rap has evolved so far. But like they know that if you do the right thing, you have the right hook. It sound enough like what's on the radio now that I can possibly make money for it. Originally, people didn't, wasn't rapping for that reason. And I think that's why you have to change, too. I, I think some people real quick, though, I think some there's a lot of quality that's still out there, but it's just so much shit. Take the, the best album of last year. My number one album last year was Benny. But I didn't yeah. listen to that none in 2021 until the until it was time for me to go to the show. I cracked it back open. Mm. I hadn't listened to it all year, and that was the best album, and it was fire, and it's still fire. But, but it's for just one because reason, you one, listen to so much other stuff, bro. It's three, it's three albums come out every weekend, bro. It's like Jordan's. Mm. You ain't got time to care. Niggas don't feel like following all this shit, <laughs> nigga. The green ones, the ones, the threes, the five. Like unless you really ingrained in it, it's tough to keep up, bro. Currency dropping every other week. Like, like what? JD dropped though. Jeez. Ah, listen, listen. Ooh. Them JD clips. Them he in the goddamn studio with Kearney. Hey, them boys. <laughs> I got to hear that. They got to come I, on with that. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna be one of them. Twelve o'clock on that. Waiting <laughs> on that to come out. Nigga, I can't wait for that. Them clips was cooking. Hey man, speaking of albums coming out, we are here to review Wale, DC's own Wale, his seventh studio album, Forlorn 2. It's the sequel to, obviously, Forlorn 1, which was a mixtape. Um, so actually very weird. That's the same thing that uh, Big Sean did. Detroit 1 was a mixtape. Detroit 2 was an album. I don't know what that's about. Mm. But uh, Forlorn 2. This is a mixtape too? Or an album? Forlorn 1 was a mixtape. This is a mixtape, though, right? This is an album, though. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two is an album for sure. Um, 
what was your, I, I know Wale, we we all kind of go back and forth with Wale and, and his music and personality and all that good shit. But what were your expectations walking into this new one right here? Did he Beyonce this? Did it was there a promo? Like the, Just I think a the J. Cole little song. bit. He dropped the, he dropped the single with Chris Brown and he dropped another one with Maxo. And then he dropped that one with J. Cole. So he has singles, but he wasn't just out on no big dog promo run, though. Got it. Um, I was expecting, I wasn't expecting, I, I seen the singles, wasn't expecting like Wally to blow my socks off. I wasn't like in my big Sean bag thinking, oh, this is the album. Because uh, I never really put Wale on the same tier as Drake, Kendrick, like people whose album I anticipate the big dogs. Or he's, but- I mean, he's not one of my favorite artists either. But would you say he's on Sean's? Are they in the same league? Yeah, I would. That's what I was leading to. As far as my point, yeah, I don't, that doesn't take away from his ability, though. Yeah, okay. So it's I'm, like I'm, you were saying about Big Sean when we just discussed that topic. I feel the same way about Wale. Um, the talent is there. To, yeah, the talent is there. You you'd have to be ignorant to listen to any one of his albums, any of his projects, or even his features, and, and listen to Wale and be like, "Dude, can't rap. He whack." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's farthest from the truth. So. When you st- when I started to see the buzz around Valora and two that it was come out, I 100 was interested in it because I'm always interested in Wale what he has to say. I think that he's a uh, uh, one of the more introspective artists that we have. Period. Uh, what about you? What do you think as far as uh, anticipation? I-, I rock with Wale. I think he's got an underrated catalog. Uh, me personally, like I said um, earlier, I think Ambition is my favorite. I could argue Gifted is dope too. Like that might be my second favorite. Um, I, I don't think he's missed with the exception of Shine. That shit was trash. Other than that, the Wow That's Crazy that came out 2019, I thought that shit was dope. So that's technically his last album. He did a couple EPs. Uh, he had an EP last year in the pandemic that was, you know, a little five, six piece joint. It was okay. Uh, he had like another EP before that. Whatever. I don't really count the EPs. They don't really do nothing for me. So I was looking forward to this just because his catalog is that strong, but he usually keeps a fire single and I wasn't feeling none of these singles. Like I didn't, I, they, they weren't my vibe at all. Like I get it. Uh, was it the, the Chris Brown song? They sampled the, I need a girl. Like that's a layup the fucking, the, um, the J Cole song. They sampled the vibrant thing. Like that's another layup. Like he went for the stupid low hanging fruit in my opinion. However, when I listen to the album, and I'll get to that in a second, it made a little bit more sense as to why he chose those samples. Um, but uh, the, I wasn't that hype about it based off the EPs and the singles. I wasn't really feeling. But I knew in the back of my mind, he's very capable of making a strong album. So that was going to be my saving grace, at least I hoped, when leading up to when, uh, when, we, uh, when it actually dropped. What did you think when you first heard him? Wale, one of them niggas, though, that'll surprise you. You're not even expecting an album, a single, maybe slick some slaughter. You put it in and like 13 tracks are banging. Yeah, yeah like, he's one of those dudes. Um, going through, listening to it, intro, fire, new balances. That's um, your heart. That I like the Tiffany Nikes, Caramel. That's your heart, too. And I understood going through it the first time what he was doing. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is a a Wale album that he ain't going too far outside the box. He doing exactly what you would expect him to do and keeping it 100 foot of Lauren too. So I wasn't mad at all. Just skimming through the first time and just, you know, not skimming through listening to each song, but just not doubling back or taking anything uh, for note or pressing repeat on it, but just going through one time. I was fucking with what I heard. 
What about yeah. you? What you think going through? No, I, I liked it too. And and like here's the thing, I was getting like a '90s vibe from a lot of the joints. Like there was a, I think one of them, I think Caramel, I think that sampled um like Faith, and then the joint where you got the boys to men dude on. I'm like, where the hell has he been at? Like the, the the joint with Jamie Foxx was giving me early 2000s. And, and I mean, it's in a good way. Like I'm talking about like the vibe it's bringing back the nostalgia. Like my girl is a big 90s person. Like if she could go back to the 90s tomorrow and leave me, she would. And so I sent her a couple of these like, yo, these giving me 90s. Like what you think? And she's like, yo, I fuck with these heavy. And they they were giving her that type of vibe. And, I, and not just with the sample, but also with like the production and stuff too. Because you can... Listen, you sample a 90s song, it's going to give 90s vibes. Like, that's just, that's how, that's kind of is what it is. If you sample a well-known 90s song. But if you sample a little-known 90s song or something of that nature, and then you kind of move, like, mold the beat around it, too, to make it modern but retro vibey, then you can get what he did on here. And that's the vibe I got my first listen. Um, so it was, it I, I, first out the gate, I was like, yo, I fuck with this Wale. Heavy. And I thought he was ripping that shit, too. Yeah, he can rap. I don't like his. I don't like his cadence. Though. Like, I'm not a big. Mm. It's like house musicy DC. Like that. That I don't like house music. So, but I. It's it's different. His flow is is different. Sometimes yeah. too different for me. No, it, I, that's fair. That sometimes sometimes it could be a little. Eh. Yeah, it's like you got to be a real Wale fan to catch a lot of his stuff. Like just to be in that in that pocket and get this what he doing with the spoken word and like flipping back in and out with how he uses the different cases. It's like, you got to be a real Wale fan to fuck with that. In my opinion, he the but coldest with the sneaker bars though. Absolutely. He called sneaker bars. He had one about foot lock. I can't remember on here. <laughs> like just a whole, it was like a whole eight bars. He went through the, like murdering it. Um, songs that work for me. My favorite song is Beverly Boulevard. I think that's oh, the that one. Of the, that's probably the, the bar that I was talking about. And now I, that was the one at the end that I did do on repeat because it went to another. Like I had, I had my Spotify where it goes straight to another album when it get done playing, and the song was like something on Forest Hills Drive. Like hold on, <laughs> let me run this back, and kept pressing repeat on the Beverly Boulevard. That motherfucker, that's banging. Yeah, that's I really bang. like that. Uh, again, the single New Balance. Excuse me, the intro New Balances. I like that as well. And then Light Years with Rick Ross. I feel like that was. 100% the, the, the vibe that you're looking for when you see a Rick Ross and Wale album together. So those are the three. Uh, if I had to say what I was fucking with, what'd you got? What'd you um, have? What, what I was dealing, I was digging the whole vibe of the, of the 90s joint. Like, and and and, and it's, it's funny I'm saying that, but then I didn't like the singles as much as standalone songs. Within yeah, the album, they're like, cool. Um, you're not a big Tribe fan though, right? I'm not in the tribe now. Nah. So that's that vibrant thing. Just it ain't do nothing for you. No, nah, like it's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, when a nigga used to go to the outside. club back in the day, when they played it, that was going to get the gals to the dance floor. So I was here from that perspective. But for first me, no. Nah, first cool. of all, you were not outside when the vibrant gonna, thing was being what? played. What? You wasn't outside. Relax. The fuck? <laughs> you weren't outside, dude. It's okay. I ain't never not been outside. What are you talking about? It's okay. You weren't outside. Vibrant thing, dude. Let me look. Dude, that was like that was like 03, bro. What are you talking about? Ah, okay. That's really? like college. Really? First you still weren't outside. Bro, I've been outside since 82, first off. Let's be very clear. Never not been outside until recently, now that I'm washed. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a adult in 82, tough. You're right. 
uh, but he, even when he sampled the fiend on the on the down south, and I that hurt me, man, because I that nigga sampled a deep fiend cut, nigga. I'm like, nigga, that's well, respect. While they fuck with no limit, that's what, I, and I can't do nothing but respect that. But the song did nothing for me. First of all, vibrant thing came out in 1999. You really? Definitely, we're not outside. Nigga, teen night, nigga, stop. <laughs> Fuck, I wasn't outside of teen night. The Palladium, stop. <laughs> it was 99 though. It definitely went to 2000s. I was definitely they weren't playing that in the Palladium, but I was out. No, nah, they weren't playing that in the Palladium. <laughs> but they were. They probably on a little mix. And they, I mean, like college parties and shit. You're right about that. Oh. Definitely the college party mix. But but if I had to go songs, individual songs, I really liked Caramel. Back, back to back. Well, first of all, there's like a, a four piece. Tiffany Nike's Caramel fluctuate light years. Yeah. For, uh, that's four bag. for four. He was in his bag right there. He was in his bag right there. But what did it, though, for me, when that Dearly Beloved came on? Nigga, mm. Wale.com with the hoodie, shirt, hat, nigga, what? Put it in my cart immediately, nigga. Now, cart it now. When that shit came on, I was like, oh, shit. Then, right after that, that more love would, would do from boys to men, nigga, next day, share my shit, dude. Like, where's the next day shipping on all of this shit I just ordered? I just ordered everything from the fucking merch store, dude. That shit, that's my favorite song on here. I, re, I brought that back seven times when it first came on. I just like... I've said this three, four times, and I'm too old to keep using this word. But the vibe of that song was just like that was that was giving me everything I needed to hear, dude. And Wale always has a way, in my opinion, album after album, with the exception of Shine, of giving me records like that that make me just run them back on that first listen, dude. Like I ran that song back too many times first listen, mainly because the following song is the worst song on the album. But I'll get to that in a second. But that, I think that song is amazing, and he's a video for it ASAP. Yeah, that song is banging. And I would have had the same reaction to Down South had he had, like, some legends on there. Ooh. I just, like, and that ain't knocking point. Max O'Cream and, and Yellow Beezy. Like, they did their thing, but no, it's like legends. Well, I mean, they, I, did. They, did, they did what I expected them to do. Okay. Like All when right. I read that song, you see Down South and see Max O'Cream and Yellow Bees, I'm like, oh, okay. While they were trying, he wasn't trying to go to the gym today. Like, he didn't want no real Down South niggas in there going to war with him. Like, the, just the give me way, anybody. Yeah, just give me anybody. The, the same way me. Drake had Project Pat in 21, like he mixed it. Please do that on here. If you're going to do that's Max O'Cream, then put Fiend or something. Like, put somebody on here, bro. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you, yeah. you got to go. Like, I I thought staying in Memphis, A-Ball, MJG would have been Ooh. a good one. Like, that would have been something nasty for Wale because they can rap. Yeah, for sure. And that would have showed Wale knew what he was like, the, the bag that he was in. I, I, that's what I was thinking with this that's album good. on the old Texas beat. But just somebody, just somebody, for real. Um, but A, le a legend. He needed a legend on there. Right, and again, uh, much respect to those guys, Max O'Cream and Yellow Beezy for what they try to do on there. But yeah. uh, it, that transition right into my dislikes, it was the features, man. Like, I wasn't really hot on all the features or the features that he had on here. I feel like he could have did a better job. Deshaun Stockholm of Boys and Men bodied it. Yeah, he um, Jamie Fix, Jamie Foxx bodied it and Rick Ross I like. But other than that, man, wasted the J. Cole feature, uh, wasted the Chris Brown feature, Facts. Yellow Beezy and Max O'Cream, yeah. Ant Clemens, like, come on. Bro, yeah, like you want like if, if 
a person were to complain and say, hey, here is the reason or get point out an example of here's the reason why you don't get mentioned with J. Cole, with uh, Big Sean, with Kendrick Lamar, with those guys is because this, these features, these people who are associating with your album or the lack of ingenuity when you do have people like a Chris Brown or a J. Cole on the album. So that's yeah. what I would take away is my dislike. I agree. Some of the some of the features, man. I, the, the J. Cole, his last two J. Cole songs together, they've been slow. I think since they friends, man, they just like try to do like what fun shit that you wouldn't normally do and they don't be wanting to bite each other head off. Yeah, they need to bite each other head off. Out the window, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that I, I need some competitive shit. Because yeah, I, I saw an interview. I watched him on um, I forgot what he was on, but he talked about how that song came about. And he was he was kind of afraid to ask Cole for a feature. Cole was in the middle of doing his basketball shit. Even though they're really cool, they have like a real weird friendship, whatever. I don't know. He was afraid to ask him for a song. Cole's manager was like, nigga, play him the play him the vibrant thing, joint, blah, blah, blah. So I'm blaming Cole's manager for this, number one. Cause and then he said they wanted to make a different record, something that you wouldn't have expected. They didn't want to be like heavy, barred up, barring each other up. And I'm I needed that. <laughs> Cause on that because on Wale's first album, that song he got with Cole is amazing. Yeah. This ain't it. Yeah. Please and thank you. And question for you, Freddie Gibbs, friend fan. What song was Freddie Gibbs gonna be on? You seen them going back and forth? Yeah, they they're they're funny too. Hilarious. Freddie Gibbs a funny nigga, dude. I don't know what song he would fit on here though. He said he took him off at the verse didn't get clear. And that they're supposed to be working on a project together. I need to hear a song before they go into a project. A Wale Freddie Gibbs joint project. Yeah, I need a song first. Slow down, guys. Slow down. Do one or two songs together. Let's see if they work. (laughs) Let's not get carried away, dude. So you you don't know what song Gibbs you you want to put him on any of these? I don't see him. I don't hear him on none of these, bro. Except maybe down south, and he not from down south, so it don't even make sense. That's the only beat I can really hear him on. Maybe that Bellevue Boulevard. Maybe just because I like it. Maybe we want to hear Freddie Gibbs on that. Wally like. need that up by himself, though. He got to he got to own that by himself. That's he actually thing. need another verse on that motherfucker. <laughs> That's what he needs. We. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I was just wondering where you saw Freddie Gibbs as a fan on this album since he was crying that he didn't make it. Yeah, now I'm gonna tell you what what songs that didn't work for me. Um, the the uh, the singles they cool, but I'm good. The song after more love that jump in like I don't know what on God's green earth that was I don't know if that's some go go shit if that's like yeah, the DC music. vibe house that he he got to do one of those on every album to pay homage if so that's respectable but that motherfucker got slam dunked out of the play like I can't I got to make sure that that does not come on anymore <laughs> in the rest of my life that song is terrible. Tough. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Other than that, though, it's not a lot that stuck out to me, man. Like that, in terms of on a negative tip, man. What uh, what you end up giving it though? Uh, three reels. Good worth streaming. Good worth streaming, absolutely. What'd you give it? Um, I'm leaning toward four. I'm gonna say it's fire. Jesus. I think the album is fire. I really, really like. It starts off very strong. Minus the cold, man. Think if he took the cold song off too. What well, had a better cold song? Or or had a better cold song. That would have this better. this album would have probably went up a whole reel for me if he had a better cold song and better feature on that down south song. It would have changed the whole my whole kind of perspective. On that. Listen, un- underground artists, independent artists, 
that's how important this shit is. One or two tweaks tough makes all the difference, dude. <laughs> Small shit. Like showing like it's the passion. Like we just talked about that shit with Tory Lanez. Like I, I would consider Wale a passionate guy. For sure. Especially about his music and, and how he's displayed himself throughout the years. So a couple of these tweaks, like I feel like that he just he just missed it. One day he didn't care or anything like that, but he just he missed just it. missed it. Yeah, he, uh, I think it's, I think I'm fired though. Like I ain't gonna lie, <clears throat> I feel like this may end up on my top ten. I'm not 100 percent sure. I gotta let it marinate, but I really I really enjoyed it. I was thoroughly surprised slickly because I wasn't expecting a ton because of how, like you said, it wasn't really a lot of promo. He wasn't it wasn't a lot of hype around it, and maybe that's the best thing for him to be honest. Mm. Um. Before we get out of here, man, we got some wins and some losses. What we uh... absolutely we have wins and losses, man. We starting out with an L to the rapper, your man's Lil Zan. He gets caught wearing not one but two fake Richard Milley watches, man. What do you think about that, man? Listen, fake watch busters. If you follow them on Instagram, they don't miss, <laughs> and they're not gonna play with you, dude. The fact that the true value of these watches, if they were legit are both north of 500,000 a piece. And he was in the club holding both of them up like he was fucking Mason Puff and they were fake. That actually makes me feel better because if Luzanne has a million dollars on his wrist, then I, I would might have called it quits my damn self. Just said, fuck it. Uh, Puff came out against Richard Miller. He don't like those watches. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I respect it though, because they don't they don't look that fire. I'm not a watch guy though. So let me let me preface that. I'm not a watch dude, but they don't look that fire like it though. I think it's the more so the 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 craftsmanship, but he said yeah. he came against that too, right? He said the craftsmanship. Uh, he hating it in that case. I think he said the craftsmanship was bad too. That's, that's nuts, then. Uh, shout out to the guy, NBA young boy. He is being released from jail here soon. Man gets to celebrate that number one or number two or whatever album it is now. What you it's think official. about NBA young boy getting out? It's officially just got released like literally a couple of hours ago. One point five million dollar bail. He is serving house arrest in Utah of all places, which is interesting because do you really need to be on house arrest to stay in the house in Utah? Like, where are you going to go? Have you been to Utah? No. You plan on going to Utah? I hadn't. Actually, I want to go skiing. That's fair. All right. You'd rather go, you can go to Colorado and do that, but we'll we'll act like you're going to go to Utah to do that. True. What the fuck? Why would it be a young boy be in Utah? That's weird. Yeah, that's, that's random as fuck. I'm sure there's something to it, but I don't I was like, damn. Tough. And they didn't even say the city in Utah. They just say Utah. in Utah. Nigga. I'm in Utah. Nigga. <laughs> hey, nigga, Utah. What the fuck is that? Name of two cities, nigga, Salt Lake and the other one. <laughs> That's funny as hell. The next one, man, Benzino, he turned down at $1.55 million from B, former BET owner Bob Johnson for the Source magazine. Big L. He 55 million L's. Big L. The source ended up getting bought by Black Enterprise several years later for four million dollars, and they fired him when they bought it. And they could have bought a neck. (laughs) Cool. And they could have got neck surgery. (laughs) Could have got a whole neck. Then they couldn't even afford a neck with them four million, and he got fired. No neck for you, Benzino. I an additional L to Freak Nick Festival, the company. If you didn't know, they have a Freak Nick Festival company, and they were pretty peeved off at my man 21 Savage over his birthday party and the Freak Nick theme. 
They said all they wanted was a shout out, man. All they wanted was a shout out and they wouldn't be taking 21 Savage to court about this. And they tweeted it out. 21 Savage responded and said, man, sit your ass down somewhere. That was funny. I did that see that. That was the end of that. <laughs> These companies are, are, listen, Freak Nick suing, AKA mad at Issa Rae. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. We got to relax, y'all. We got to relax. Take a chill tablet. Nigga, go fucking go sit down. So everybody have several seats, dude. Like fucking relax. Freak Nick got to relax. Nobody knew you were an LLC to begin with. Nobody cares. Let well, they said they seven. contacted him. They said they contacted him and they said in order to avoid litigation, they just wanted one shout out throughout man, the night. I said, man, fuck How thirsty is that, How thirsty is that, dude? Man, that's what I'm shout saying. Out, man. Well, you think people gonna give a fuck? Shout out to the Freak Nick Festival. Yeah. <laughs> what? Play okay. the next song, nigga. Fuck. Fuck out of here. Shout out to Freak Nick Festival. Nigga gonna play Scrub the Ground. Niggas gonna forget what you just said six seconds oh, ago. Man, you dude. remember Nobody they cared. shout out the Freak Nick Festival. Let's go log on, man. Subscribe to the... Get the fuck out of here. Uh, who's on that girl of the week, dude? Uh, we're going to YouTube, man. Shout out to brand new subscribers. GMBJ and Black Recruit Recluse One. Shout out to new subscribers on YouTube, youtube.com slash on deck TV, man. Make sure y'all go and subscribe. Absolutely. We appreciate that. Rate, subscribe, like. What you putting us on this week? Um, NBA season is upon us. I'm gonna put you on my pistons. Send my pistons some good vibes, guys. What's we're the game? Three. Um, we'll probably go Owen like 12, 13 before we get a W. I don't feel like feeling like this this year. So send some oh, good vibes to my Pistons in the NBA season because I, I ain't got time to go through 82 games of this shit. Where is Cade Cunningham? Y'all going to go 0-82? It's on the table, for sure. <laughs> Where is Cade Cunningham? Rehabbing an ankle. What? Or yeah, maybe we're in tank mode. We might be in tank mode. This might be chess. Man, you know Jesus what? Christ. It might be a chess move. Who coming That's out all. this year? Fuck, man. Ugh. Who coming out this year? LeBron's son? Who coming out this year? No way. <laughs> I don't believe that. Somebody got to be good, man. This ain't. This can't be life. What you got me to put on? Speaking of hooping and put ons, I put this in the group chat, so you're going to be familiar with it. I was amazed by this Instagram page, man. To the sneakerheads out there, dude, if you're looking, I have I've seen the sneaker cleaning stuff, dude, but I ain't seen one like this, dude, man. If you go to Sneaker Bar, S N K R R B A R, man, check out dude work. He called it fried crispy when he bring you all the way back. And I promise you, I ain't seen it. I don't know what they got in the solution. Yeah. I don't know what they doing in Memphis to these shoes when you take them in there. But he bringing you all the way back. Yeah. Please go check it out if you got some shoes you need brought back, man. This is, and this is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> I'm going to chop this up and let him put it on the page for the free that's how I was amazed. I, I stayed on this page, dude, 15, 20 minutes. I, I couldn't believe how cold he I don't know what they do, dude, but he cold. He ice cold at bringing this nigga. And you can ship your shit to him. I now got a he, box on the way. He, he working miracles, and Lord knows you need to send him a goddamn uh, suitcase of shit. That facts, you done, shit. I got some shit in there. I got some shit in there. I wonder, can he bring back? Jeez, he can bring I'm back anything. Clearly. Man, he a beast. You seen the page? Absolutely. I, I got somebody cleaning some of my old joints too right now as we speak in the veal, man. Shout out to my guy Gio, man. I got I got two pairs of fours at him. It look like a nice little six, business. nigga. That's a nice little business setup right there. 
Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Good with the solution and shit. But yeah, shout out Sneaker Bar, man. Y'all check those guys out at Memphis. If you're local and he take the ship in too. That's respectable and acceptable, man. Hey, guys, we appreciate another week in the books. Make sure you leave a comment. Let us know what you thought about that Wale. Uh, are you feeling it? Did you even check for it? Is, where does it fall in this catalog, too? Let us know. And follow us on Instagram at On Deck TV Show. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Absolutely not, man. We appreciate y'all joining us. Root for them Braves. You were talking about the sorry-ass Pistons, man. Root for them Braves. If you want to root for somebody, World Series game one on now. We up 5 nothing, man. We? Are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Game from, oh, yeah, I forgot you're not from Nashville. No, I'm from New York. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no me minutes. and uh, Shout My Guy Scoops, we were talking about that over the weekend as we watched game six. The Braves were heavy in Nashville. Like, it was, oh, yeah, for like, sure. They were always on TV because they were always in the World Series. So you got a lot of Nash, a lot of Braves fans in Nashville. That's a fact. You going to go to game seven? If we go to game seven? Man, if... Uh, 1,200 for the nosebleeds. Sheesh. If, uh, what's the name? I Heart hit us up <laughs> and cut a check before the end of the World Series. I'm in there. I got a weak <laughs> I Heart. Fuck with us. Yeah. Get us in there, our heart. Hey, man, on that note, we out. We'll see y'all next week. Cheer. Yeah.